Hey, this is Chris from Chris's Comments. Show of common sense on common ground, no matter what the subject. Uh, I have not been out here in a while. And that is because of just, uh, I've been very busy working. Uh, my last, my last segment here was uh, Operation Lone Star and immigration and the way those are going to be used to swindle two billion dollars out of um, out of Biden's infrastructure plan for the most dumbest thing called the wall, the border wall. But all of that is last segment. This segment is about the Texas anti-abortion law. The Texas anti-abortion law uh, has been put into effect for right now. And it's speculated that uh, the Supreme Court is going to be squatting away the bill in keeping it from being a federal law and uh, going against it at a federal level, despite the fact that the Texas anti-abortion law is a state-run law. Now, there's complications to that, and I'll be getting into them in later episodes. I want to hit anti-abortion or the subject of abortion through the one venue that everybody that's anti-abortion likes to go through. Morals and religion. Something that a lot of uh, newscasters don't want to hit. A lot of the media don't want to hit because they don't want to be offended. They don't want to be offending other religions, for one. And for second... Because they just don't do their religious studying. It's very obvious they don't do their religious studying. Some of them are, some of the people in the media are Christian by name. Christian because that's what their parents uh, baptized them through. You know, others are a little bit more hardcore. For the record, I'm in between. I got raised by two Catholic parents, mother, my mother and father, who are uh, very strong Catholics. However, when they gave birth to me and my younger sister, they let us uh, do our own studying of all the other religions, including Christianity. Now, I have a younger sister. She and I have both, in due time, we've pretty much come to peace with the fact that we are Christians. We're Christians um, no matter what. We've looked at Hinduism. We've looked at witchcraft. We've looked at Islamic and uh, Muslim uh, beliefs. And we've looked at uh, paganisms. Uh, you know, those are all different categories, by the way, and I am aware of that. Um, they're all different venues of religion. We even looked into the atheist myth, uh, atheist and Scientologist um, views. And uh, technically, that we're not content with them. I mean, they're all very entertaining. They're all very, very good at what they do. But our hearts actually, you know, lie in the Christian faith. Now, my family aside, now to the host, you and I, your host here is a Christian raised mostly off of the 
uh, Catholic denomination. Now, for those that say, what does that mean? Well, a denomination, by whatever name it goes by, is just what a belief that is preferred to be considered the best way to be of service to God. Okay, and it's usually as and it's usually done through Christianity in general, which is of best of service to God through His Son, His one and only begotten Son. And this denomination, which is the, the way we believe, is the best way to do this. Okay, and, and it's kind of a stupid layman's terms, uh, layman explanation, but that's what it is to, to bring it down, so to say. Now, concerning this abortion, people should think that I should be on the side of my fellow Christians. Um, they're dead wrong. The reason why I say this is because of the current belief that my fellow Christians have. The current belief is Christians today claim life begins at conception. Okay, life begins once once the two get down and dirty. Okay. Um, and I have to disagree with that. I have to disagree with that. I think our forefathers, our forefather Christians, um, hit it more correctly before the current sciences and uh, um, I guess he calls the whatever grams, polygrams, something grams that detect the heartbeat of a fetus uh, inside a woman. Um, long before that happened, long before today's times that detect uh, heart rates and stuff, Christians have always had a strong belief that uh, life begins on the day of the quickening, which makes a whole lot more sense because even at six weeks, five weeks, six weeks, you know, the, the, inf the, the fetus is still a symbiont. It's not really its own being, okay? Which is where life begins at conception is completely wrong. Uh, and the proof is that if you were to remove it from the, the woman, it, it doesn't function. It doesn't function. In fact, it looks almost like a deflated balloon. A deflating uh, uh, teddy bear or something, you know, uh, in accordance to what the uh, abortionists, uh, abortionist doctors that have that have claimed, as opposed to afterwards, after several months, the baby can actually, um, the baby can actually hold its own. It'll just be prematured and and involves a lot of health risks. But it's still its own speed, its own uh, identity, it's its own life. Um, the Texas anti-abortion law states that abortion cannot be done after the fifth week, which is nowhere near enough time for the quickening. 
Um, the quickening on rare occasions could happen at the fifth week. And for, oh, and for those that don't know what the quickening is, the quickening is that one moment where a woman can actually feel the baby in her womb, whether it be turning or whether it has a heart rate or whether it starts to move around. Um, the, the, the woman feels that. And when she does, that is the moment when it's already ready to be its own baby. It just needs to continue growing to baby size, to infant size before it comes out of the womb and the reason for this I mean it just makes so much sense now where did we go wrong where did Christianity go wrong in making it from the quickening to conception well there is an answer to that um, in 1917 for some oddball reason and I forgot the name of the wacko there was a wacko that decided to make this uh, law through the Christian church for reasons still not known. It was recognized as a moral legitimate act as an indirect result in a death of the uterus in a cancerous womb. Okay, that does make sense at a medical level, particularly also through the church who was already uh, proclaimed life beginning the day of the quickening inside a woman now recognize it as a moral legitimate act uh, as an indirect result of a death in the, of the uterus in the womb in what is called a quote unquote cancerous womb well obviously the science back then cancerous womb was about as close to an accuracy as they could get as far as explaining how the fetus would not grow to the point of quickening or how the fetus in the womb was not ready for the woman to give birth to uh, give birth to the baby or the third choice, which is a little bit rare, however, uh, it did happen where both the woman was deathly ill, the baby, the infant, the fetus was deathly ill, was going to die, and unless it was separated, unless the baby and the, and the uh, mother were separated, uh, or in this case aborted, they would both die, both the female, the mother, and the the fetus inside the baby would be dead the mother the host would be dead you know and and that was it, it was uh, it was it would be considered torture back in the society to have both the, both of them suffer in in tremendous pain as tremendous of pain that would be considered done by something that would be considered a cancerous womb. So until that time of the quickening, or when it's a medical emergency, abortion was not only not a murder, it wasn't even a sin. It wasn't even a sin. 
it was something to, to handle and make sure that we still kept bringing in Christians into this world through Christian people. Through when, It was a way to make sure that births were done through Christian uh, pe people, people who, whose faith was in Christianity and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It was the one true way to make sure that we could produce successfully, reproduce successfully, without any, I want to say glitches, but at the same time, I'm, I'm almost positive that's not the correct term. Now, we had a, a one little bit of an Aristotle example of this um, through, I think, out of Greece particularly through the uh, Spartan um, lifestyle, the Spartan ways of living. Babies were killed, not so much aborted, but killed after they were born. And if they had some kind of physical defect or weren't, you know, responding to light or something like that, um, weren't responding well to certain so noises, certain decibels of uh, noise, you know, and and you know that was the way the 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 Greeks and or the Spartans in particular uh, chose what was considered a healthy choice in bringing a, a person into the world, bringing a being into the world. I have to say, Christianity in its early days was a hell of a lot more uh, reasonable. It was a heck of a lot more productible. It was a heck of a lot more beneficial. Okay? And it made a lot more sense. It made a lot more sense. Because a person, a woman, that could feel the quickening was technically usually a healthy woman. And if they could feel, if they could experience the quickening, it usually meant that the in, the fetus was a healthy was going to lead to a healthy growing baby. Uh, based off of this one Christian uh, rule of thumb, and it wasn't until the year 1970, abortion was pretty much permissible. You know, even at a medical level, until the year 1917, when it was considered a moral legitimate act as an indirect result in the death of the uterus of what will be noted, what will be called a cancerous womb. Okay, 1917, it was pretty much legit. Now, for some oddball reason, it got switched around to being the most immoral thing and stuff. And I really don't know when or where this actually took place. The accusations go out there. But in all out honesty, on a Christian level, it's, it's very plain to see that we lost our way. We have lost our way and we're following rhetoric or propaganda, either or, 
maybe both. And we're listening to the wrong people that are making these decisions and saying that abortion is a sin and that life begins at conception. Um, I'm going to go off a, a little bit of a, a different path right now. Putting religion over to one side. Now I know I wanted to tackle it, but uh, I've got to hit these other avenues here real quick. This bill doesn't permit rape victims or victims of incest to get an abortion, which is not only a very serious concern, it's just downright disgusting. This bill is a clear evidence showing that my Texas governor is endangering his citizens, especially to the victims of sex acts, of a sex act, a criminal sex act, to top it all off. Everyone knows that the human mind goes through something traumatic, so to say. There's a physical repercussion that can occur. It could be something from a chemical imbalance in the mind to a bodily organ failure, a medical condition that in ancient times, like during the 4th and 5th century, that could be considered a cancerous womb. Again, a physical reaction or a bodily organ failure that had a medical condition in ancient times, like during the 4th and 5th century, would be considered a cancerous womb. And when there's something like that, a medical problem that used to be described as something as cancerous, it requires some kind of medical enhancement to tackle the issue. Which leads to what we're going to go on now, on how medical advantages is being used. In short, what good is being able to detect the health of the baby and the womb of the woman host if the detection is used to override the religious means of this subject, especially in the name of religion? It's a total counterproductive, counteractive, two-faced tactic to disregard our Christian forefathers for an opportunity to complicate our Christian way of life and death. 100% counter to our beliefs, to our structure of, of, to our religious structure in our way of living. What was the point of resorting to these medical tactics, these medical uses, I mean, to make complicated tactics towards our brethren, particularly our, our women, our Christian women, you know, who, you know, who can't carry on in being a productive manner of our Christian way of life because of these complications through the anti-abortion law, the Texas anti-abortion law. My Lone Star State 
that has brought this. Now back to our religion. It is our Christian responsibility to make sure these advancements of today's society are not misused or corrupt, especially against Christ or his followers. Quote, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. Psalms 115.16 Currently, the responsibilities of our faith, and particularly the subject of death and the decision of when it applies, are being reconfigured to a not-my-problem excuse. With a life-happens-at-the-time-of-conception line over the original idea of religious reason which is, always was, and always will be as far as I'm concerned, life begins at the time of the quickening. No matter how medical advanced mankind has become. The responsibilities of our faith are being reconfigured to a not-my-problem excuse. Plain and simple. Jesus himself has stated, I have said these things to you so that you may joy, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy be complete. John 15, 10 and 11. Jesus said this after making the claim I give you a new commandment that you love one another. That's John 13, 34 and 35. Many of my fellow Christian, Christians would be asking, what does this have to do with abortion? And what about love for the fetus? Okay, as I've stated, this new law is not exempting victims of rape, incest, or any other forms of criminal sex acts which is a bind on the choice of women to handling this issue. The questions now are a response to those questions such as, since life is acknowledged at the time of the quickening, why shouldn't we stick to that rule of thumb and ignore current technologies? Since the fetus can die or possibly be a danger to the host womb, whether conceived uh, appropriately or immorally, how is keeping the fetus from pain or a painful death not showing love for the fetus? Also, what part of the Bible and the teachings of Jesus states victims of rape or medical complications due to the pregnancy are not to be given love or care? I, I, that's a very serious question that I'd like to know. I'm not being a smart aleck out of this. It's a very simple question and it deserves an answer. What part of the Bible and the teachings of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, states victims of rape or medical conditions or medical complications due to the pregnancy are not to be given the love or care? Since this is, this is about sin and morals and what have you. Speaking of the teachings of Jesus, 
what in the world with all the changes and changing times of mankind as allotted in this world makes you think that Jesus' teachings do not account for this current issue in today's times of the world? And I think that's also a very reasonable question. What? Was Jesus not talking about this before society ever knew what an abortion was? Are my fellow Christians saying that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was limited? That he wasn't talking about uh, uh, the responsibilities of life and death? All the way up to 2,000 years after his death? Seriously? The Son of God could not, could not give you an answer concerning this. I think he actually gave us a very good answer. A very good tote of responsibility in handling life and death. Even under this particular issue. How did our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ not know anything about the subject of abortion? Women who turn to this are either in danger of losing the baby because their bodies can't produce it, or they are on their way to dying because the body can't produce it beyond its capabilities, or both the baby and the woman will die uh, because neither are capable of making it to the ch point of ch uh, childbirth. This leads to the medical option of abortion. As it was, Jesus himself claimed, be merciful, just as your father is merciful. Luke 6.36 How in the world do you not think our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was not talking about this also? Honestly, I think Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, did know about this. He knew our early Christians would use this knowledge to undergo the rightful rulings, the rightful decision-making, what is best to be made when it comes to producing more Christians who believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in mentioning that life begins on the day of the quickening. It is our responsibility. We cannot carry on with this not my problem excuse or attitude with the excuse of saying life begins at, at the time of conception. That is wrong. Jesus Christ has stated, I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy be complete. That is a very serious quote. It is, it is a very serious quote. And it makes sense. 
How in the world are we to be happy with a rape victim's baby? How in the world are we to be happy with a child produced through some kind of incest? What in the world does that make us righteous? What, what kind of mental train thought is that that makes us righteous before the eyes of the Lord? It is our responsibility assures the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth has been given to us man. Psalms 115.16 Okay? It is just... It is just horrible to think that this is complicating the reproduction of our fellow future Christians. It's a very disgusting law, this Texas anti-abortion law, where services cannot be done after the six weeks or, or five weeks in, to beginning and under, not past the fifth week. It's, it is a very horrible thing to see in this day and age. It is a very horrible, ugly reality that this is what we we has become to us. What part of the Bible and the teachings of Jesus? I would like to know that. I've thrown out a couple of questions. I've thrown out a couple of quotes there. They're sort of roundabout quotes. But I'd like to, uh, by, by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself, okay? I'd like to know an answer, and you can uh, email the answers to me at um, atownmytown, which is all one word, at gmail.com, okay? A-Town was supposed to be, was supposed to be uh, an American town, but that got taken. All that's left is just A-Town. A-Town, my town, all one word, no caps, a town my town at gmail.com um, I'd like to know what where it says in the Bible that that uh, Jesus said you can't be responsible you should throw away your responsibilities over to one side with a not my problem mentality concerning uh, a subject of death any subject any subject I'd like to hear it I'd like to hear what Bible verse, what verse did Jesus say, what quote did Jesus say that said it's not our responsibility to deal with death out of any level, not just abortion, any level. Maybe he who is cast well the first stone or some kind of crap like that. Well, the, the verse where he who is without sin, may he cast the first stone, that's a responsibility, okay? That's a responsibility concerning death. I'd like to know a Jesus quote 
where he says disregard that responsibility out of any level of death but if you can if you can point out where it says abortion is wrong where he says that then go right ahead I, I challenge you I challenge you I challenge you to say throw this responsibility over to one side maybe not in those letters maybe not in those words but anything concerning that you know I want to I want to say I want to know where Jesus had said victims of rape or a medical complication due to the pregnancy is uh, is not an excuse to abort a child to abort the fetus okay I want to know where Jesus said that I want you to point out the quote that Jesus said that where he said fuck the victims of rape I challenge you I challenge you to say to, to bring up a quote maybe not in those words I don't think it has to be in those words but you know it, it might as well be since all of today's Christians literally believe literally believe that this is not what Jesus would do that Jesus would tell the victims of rape to go F themselves okay with concerning abortion that they're fucked they're fucked more ways than one I want to see that quote I want to see that biblical quote I want to see that biblical quote that Jesus said okay you can show that I'll shut up if you can't I'm gonna keep on talking especially since I still have a half an hour still <laughs> Again, I also would like to know where Jesus was limited. What in the world with all the changing times and the changings that's going on in the world with man as allotted in this realm makes you think that Jesus' teaching did not account for this current issue in today's times of this changing world, okay, in this changing realm. I want to know... I want to know, since he didn't say F the rape victims, I want to know where it says that we can carry on with effing the rape victims ourselves in the name of Jesus because Jesus wouldn't have looked into it. Jesus wouldn't have thought about it at all. I'd like to know a quote where he says something like that follow these rules and only these rules because I don't believe you're going to deal with any other changing complications or uh, changing times uh, in this realm known as existence. I'd like to see the quotations where he says that. Where he says that it's okay to be this ignorant whatever to the changing times in his name. That, that would be a quote. I'd like to see that. that's a challenge right there because um, Jesus and the people before him went through quite a few complications throughout the course of history and no religion has been able to tackle it best other than the Christian way of life none we go through ancient times let let the, the die die where they let the fallen may fall wherever they fall onto the ground and this is life and death this is the circle of life 
uh, we are symbiont to this world and the world is symbiont to us and all this good stuff. And there's been a lot of questions that need to be answered and a lot of complications with life and death. And none of them can tackle them best other than Christianity. Christianity is so good at tackling them that there is not a single song, poem, movie, TV show, uh, anything that does, tackles any other religion. They all have to hit Christianity. They have to hit it. They have to knock on it. They have to knock it down. They have to spit on it. They have to crap on it. They have to put their bum hole on it. You know, you see people grabbing. You don't see. You don't see any pornos of uh, of uh, women taking a Buddhist, taking a Buddha, and inserting it in herself. No, it's always a crucifix. You don't see any pornos where somebody's taking the Quran and uh, putting it up as rear. No, it's always got to be a holy Bible. It's always got to be of the Christian faith. Why? Because Christianity is the best. It's the top dog religion, belief, way of structured life that there is. And now that you see what I see, okay, and, and all the horrible things that I have seen, now that you're aware of what all the horrible things that I have seen, you know, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I, I stand corrected in asking this very simple question. And I think it's a very reasonable question. What in the world makes you think Jesus' teachings does not account for this current issue in today's times of this world? As allotted by this world. As allotted by this realm called existence how in the world did Jesus not see this particular subject of death 2,000 years after his death okay now I just gave you some quotes about responsibilities of life and death a method that the early Christians used which is still the best way to go so you now have my email and I'll post it on the on the on the subject reading of the subject. I'll post it on there. I want to hear your quotations as to where Jesus said F the responsibility. Fuck it. I want to hear it. I want to see the quotation where Jesus said Fuck you, rape victims. Now, it doesn't have to be in those words, but it might as well be. Especially given that today's Christians who are in power are claiming that this is the way Jesus wanted us to be. That God wanted us to be this way. I challenge you. I challenge you to post a quote where Jesus said, fuck you, rape victims. Okay? Or anywhere near it. Or anywhere near it. It doesn't have to be the exact words. Anywhere near it will be fine. 
I challenge you to post a biblical quote, whether it be Jesus, Moses, I don't care. Put up Moses, put up Noah, where Noah said, two of all of these people and two of all of these species, but fuck you rape victims. You're not getting on my boat. Fuck you. I want to see that quote. It doesn't have to be Jesus. I prefer Jesus because, you know, he is the son of God. But, uh, you know, if you can do that, yeah, I'll shut up. I'll stop quoting these things. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be posting and sharing this fucking video. Uh, this uh, this uh, segment. I want all of you to know uh, that... Um, what that what we see what people like me on common grounds with common sense sees no matter what the subject this being death through a religious aspect and uh, and state policies uh, that are that are that are being brought into into past bills that are being bills passed through legislation with religious uh, religious extremist viewpoints as an excuse to evade the responsibility of death concerning this subject. Because that's really what's going on. And I challenge you to prove me wrong, to dumb that down. I challenge you to show me where Jesus says, Fuck you, rape victims. To dumb it down, you know, I challenge you to say, you know, fuck your quickening. I challenge you to say, fuck your biblical beliefs. Follow your state governor. I want to see where Jesus said that shit. I, want, I would really like to know. I think it's a very reasonable request. So, that's it for today concerning this subject. Um, I hope that uh, y'all are staying safe out there because we still got a coronavirus out there. It's a Delta variant. For those of you who are still confused, Delta variant is nicknamed um, the more stickier virus, uh, the more clingier virus it clings on to you a hell of a lot easier than its original form this mutated virus called the delta variant once again it clings on to you easier than its mutated form than its pre-mutated form i'm sorry because the delta variant variant is the mutated form so Stay safe out there. Please keep washing your damn hands. Um, please practice safe distances. And y'all take care, okay? We'll see you next time. This is Chris with Chris's Comments, signing out.